episode number 49 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane the Rawtarian, and on today's episode, I interview vegan cookbook author Emily Von Yu from thisrawsomeveganlife.com. Emily and I talk about Emily's own food journey from raw to whole foods vegan. She shares tips for how to incorporate better food choices into your own diet. And we also talk about how Emily juggles being a university student and a published author of three successful cookbooks. Stay tuned and Emily and I will be back with you shortly. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm very excited today. We have Emily Von Yu from thisrawsomeveganlife.com here on the podcast. Emily, hello. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. We were just chatting before we hit record about how we both know about each other for a long time. So it's exciting to have an excuse to chat together. Totally. Maybe for some of our listeners who don't quite know who you are, just tell us a little bit about you and how you're involved in vegan foods, etc. Sure. Um... Okay, so I guess first and foremost, I'm a blogger, and I have a vegan recipe blog, uh, This Ross and Vegan Life, and I've also written some vegan cookbooks um, Mm -hmm. over the past few years. And yeah, so mostly what I do is just develop recipes, uh, then do the photography for them, and just share it on my blog and social media. Excellent. Well, your photography is definitely so beautiful, and I know I have your most recent book, and I'm looking forward to talking about that as well. But maybe um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into vegan eating yourself, and even a little bit about your parents, you know, were they healthy when you were growing up, or that side of your story would be interesting to hear. Sure, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, so I think... My family, like, my parents were always into, like, the home-cooked meals and, like, generally healthy eating, but um, we were still pretty mainstream as far as, like, the foods we're eating. Like, we definitely get, like, frozen burritos sometimes and just, like, do that or, you know, occasionally go, like, for fast food. I think we were still leading towards, like, more homemade and healthier food, though, and I was always really interested in um, being healthy, but I was also really into, like, baking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) with, like, lots of butter and stuff like that, too. Like, I wanted to open my own bakery and, like, and, like, at the same time, I was, like, all about, like, how can I be, like, healthier and, like, fitter and whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, like, partially the, uh, like, focus on, like, being healthier and being fitter was uh, definitely influenced by, like, society's pressures on women to, like, look a certain way. Um, But that has definitely evolved into something way healthier Mm -hmm. um but yeah so when I went vegan oh and my mom had been vegetarian when she was like in her 20s I think mostly because she was she had no money uh (laughs) but she was like kind of a hippie and like my parents met volunteering in Thailand and so they're pretty like Mm open-minded um Anyway, I decided to go vegan. I honestly don't remember why that well. I was like 16 and I just remember thinking like, oh, wait, yeah, like, wait, why are we drinking cow's milk if we're like adult humans? This doesn't make that much sense. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I love animals. Like, who doesn't love animals? So I'm just like, oh, yeah, hmm, (laughs) they Mm -hmm. have to die for me to eat meat. Maybe that's not cool. Um, And I started learning about, like, the environmental consequences of animal agriculture, which are huge, Um, like, more impactful than all transportation combined, which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people probably don't know. Mm -hmm. So it just, like, was the logical decision. And I made, like, a 30-day challenge for myself. And I remember thinking, like, a day or a few days in, I'm like, oh, this is the way I will be for the rest of my life. This just feels so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have no cognitive dissonance or at n- not as much as I had before. And um, my parents are pretty on board with the vegan part. But at the same time, I had gotten into uh, raw food. Mm-hmm. And they were a little concerned, like, especially my dad, about, like, getting enough protein and eating yes. enough calories. Yeah. Um, which I think, like, by and large, like, as long as you're watching out for, like, your calorie intake, your nutrition intake, which we all should be. Like, that shouldn't just be a vegan thing. We all should be mm-hmm. watching 
that, making sure our bodies are getting what they need to survive and hopefully thrive. Um, anyway, but I think in my case, uh, although I didn't think at the time, at the time they were probably justified because like, I definitely went into it like wanting to like be a certain weight and like look a certain way. It wasn't 100% like for the animals or for the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was like a young girl wanting to kind of, uh, conform to society's expectations. Mm -hmm. So I definitely wasn't eating enough at first. Um, that was kind of a rough time because, like, I was so excited about this new way of living and, um, you know, the fact that I wasn't supporting animal exploitation anymore and all these things. But, yeah, I just wasn't really eating enough. And I was getting too obsessed about, like, you know, eating, trying to eat raw all the time. Um, fortunately, that has developed into a much healthier way of life. And I'm all about, like, not restricting now and it's all good. And my parents saw that too. And like, they're, they're quite happy with where I'm at now. And actually over the years, cause it's been around six years, um, they eat mostly vegan themselves. Like they say that they eat vegan like 99% of the time, or sometimes they'll call themselves like flexitarians, mm -hmm. but it's totally true. Like, um, our freezer is just full of like Gardein and we really like, they'll only really bring out like fish, um, or whatever, like real fish when we have like relatives staying with us or whatever but usually they're just trying to like preach the the uh vegan message to like anybody who will listen and my dad like prefers tofurkey dogs over uh like processed animal meat hot dogs yes now. which I love that like I kind of take it for granted but then I think about it and I'm like I'm so proud of them because they were I mean they weren't super skeptical at first but they were I don't think they ever expected they would get as into it what, as they are. What do you think was it that kind of, was it a slow evolution for them or was it because they saw how it was impacting you or what do you think, what do you attribute their change to? So my mom is awesome. And when I went vegan, she wanted me to still be included at uh, family dinners. So she would, and she was like excited too. Like she would like try to make us eat tofu when we were younger and stuff. <laughs> like I thought it was gross. Um, but, <laughs> which is funny. But, I know. Um, I ended up the total same story with my mom. Keep going though. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought tomatoes were gross. Like pineapple was gross. And now I just like love all these foods. I don't know. I think it when you eat more whole foods, like your palate changes, but that's another thing. Um, mm. But yeah, so she would, so, and she was excited to try new foods too. So she would make vegan dishes for the family mm -hmm. um, for our dinners. And so I could eat them with everybody else. And honestly, my dad and her were always like, this is really good. And I don't feel like gross after, like I slept really well. Mm -hmm. And and like my mom uh, started kind of taking back, not, not, not necessarily like her health. She did, they both definitely felt way better but she had been like she's had three kids um and she was a stay-at-home mom although now she's killing it she has she's like a coach for like um acting and she like had her own production company now it's like theater and film are like her passion cool. uh, anyway that's also another story but um <laughs> she was a stay-at-home mom and so she had just like gained a lot of weight and she uh had so much trouble getting it off but when she started eating more vegan dishes it just like fell off and she felt mm. so good in her new body and yeah, my dad, he always talks about, like, when he eats meat now, he can't sleep, <laughs> and he's mm. really stinky. <laughs> um, anyway, so I think for them, it was very gradual. They just started eating more plant foods, and uh, they started noticing that they felt better, mm -hmm. and they started getting more experimental with the kinds of, like, vegan foods they would eat. And, yeah, it was definitely um, over time that they made their changes like at a very comfortable pace and even now they aren't uh that's strict they pretty much eat whatever they want they just usually prefer to eat vegan foods I think like with most vegans like when I'm eating out or with other people who don't necessarily know me as well as like my family or close friends they'll be like oh right you can't eat that if there's like eggs in something or whatever and I'm mm -hmm. like I mean I can eat whatever I want I just mm -hmm. want to eat vegan foods <laughs> I love that story. I can definitely relate with that whole, my mom was like a somewhat hippie as well. And I was like, ew, lentils, that's gross, mom. Get that away. I know, I know. Um, but yes, but what about, I know you have brothers. Are they on board with this as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> I Yeah, I have an older brother and a younger brother. Um, my older brother is... 
uh, in law school a few hours away from here. Um, and my little brother still lives at home with uh, me and my parents. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think my older brother is like, he like literally sticks his nose up when there's vegan food. <laughs> um, I don't know why, uh, but that's his uh, two cents on it. And then mm-hmm. my younger brother is actually like, a really cool, smart guy. Uh, he gets why I'm vegan. He totally respects it. Um, and actually for a while he was like, I can see myself being vegan or vegetarian eventually. And like, frankly, I can still see him transitioning into that kind of a lifestyle. But for the time being, he really likes frozen pizza mm-hmm. and tater tots mm-hmm. and things like that. Oh, I guess tater tots are vegan, actually. There's, oh. like, potatoes and oil. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and he also likes making his own food and stuff. I don't know. He is, like, an intelligent person. He he gets the vegan thing. He just hasn't adopted it himself mm-hmm. at this point. I think everybody, you and I both sort of cases in point, kind of has their own food evolution. So it's probably he's just part, part way on his journey. For sure. I did want to ask you, you said you kind of started out with a 30-day challenge of some sort when you began to go raw. Was that, or not raw, sorry, vegan, but was that generally like a vegan challenge or what did that challenge look like right when you were starting out? Yeah, so again, I wish I remember this time of my life better, but honestly, I just remember like marking it on a calendar, like vegan for 30 days. I don't remember if I got it from like a website or if I had started researching things on the internet about being vegan at that point. I feel like it was mainly just me like reading this book called Fit for Life, which um, it was very influential at the time, but like looking back, it's kind of like pseudoscience-y and like I would not recommend it. <laughs> yes. Um, but at that point, I was like 16, like trying to be like a healthy person. I'm like, oh, this, oh, almond milk, woo. Um, so uh, yeah, that's the next thing I remember. I'm just like, I'll try to be vegan for 30 days. Um yeah. <laughs> and I think I just started eating a lot of fruit. Like, I just remember bringing, like, a lot of, like, sliced fruit to school and, like, being super excited about it and, like, being like, I'm vegan now, everybody, in high school. And, uh, yeah. I think I tried to go – I don't remember if I tried to go all raw right away, but since the beginning of me getting interested in vegan food, I was interested in raw food because, mm-hmm. like, Fit for Life which was all about eating raw food as well. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear you talk a little bit about your own evolution with, I know you eat like a lot of raw food and you're basically strictly vegan, but how has that process evolved for you um, incorporating more cooked foods and like, I would love to hear you talk about a a bit about that. I I don't know if you know, from my perspective, I was essentially um, kind of like, you know, militantly 100% raw for about Mm -hmm. five years and then I hacked that. I was like, ooh, cashews, you're 100% raw. Let's go. So <laughs> so for me, I have kind of like got to a point with 100% raw where I was like, ooh, this is not, this doesn't feel very good because I was eating too many nuts. So mm-hmm. I started to eat, you know, some beans and cooked lentils and, and some cooked food as well. So I feel like a lot of people who have been really into 100% raw have started kind of selectively adding back foods that I know you're really into this like foods that just make you feel good and that suit your body so I'd love to hear about your evolution um kind of at that time where you were really into raw and then started moving a little bit more into cooked yeah for sure so kind of like I was saying before when I started getting into vegan food it was like very much raw food um uh that just seemed like it really resonated with me like oh it's like the cleanest way to eat like it makes so much sense like we're the only like species that cooks our food and blah 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 mm-hmm. um you know and all of these like uh arguments you hear in, in like the raw food community but like I don't know I was 16 and I was kind of naive and I'm like oh yeah this just all makes sense and I totally bought into it all um so I tried to be all raw for like probably like uh, at least like two years um, maybe three I don't know I guess I'd have to look back on my blog because you can kind of see I started my blog and I was like 
this like young girl and I'm like, oh, like I'm not all right now, but like it's definitely a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really was 100% raw. I was just for a long time, I was just trying to be. But the thing <laughs> was like, I never ate enough. So I would like eat like a banana and I was in my mind I'm like oh two bananas is too much though so mm-hmm. I'd eat like a banana a mango a kiwi and then like go run for an hour and mm-hmm. then eat like an apple um and then eat like you know some like raw carob bars that I made or whatever it was and I'd be so hungry <laughs> that I would binge on like whatever cereal or like rice and broccoli that my mom made <laughs> oh and then no feel, yeah I know right and then I'd feel so so guilty and mm. gross because I'm like oh I ate cooked food like I don't have self-control what's wrong with me it was mm-hmm. really not good it was definitely disordered eating and I didn't realize it at the time um but I developed this really unhealthy relationship with food I was like so obsessed with being raw that I wasn't even being healthy anymore it was it wasn't like what should I eat to make me feel good or be strong or have energy it was like I need to eat all raw and that's it period which mm-hmm. is obviously not a good way to do anything mm-hmm. um Yeah, but, and then I started, like, just, you know, at first I had, like, all this energy, but then I started feeling weak, and I would feel faint if I, like, walked upstairs, and I just felt tired a lot of the time, um, and so, and then it just got to a point where, like, my weight went very low, and my parents were like, this is not good, we're Mm -hmm. kind of concerned, and then, um, I don't, I think I just started reading more books that were based on actual science and, like, peer-reviewed studies um, within a vegan context. Like, Mm -hmm. um, uh, what are some ones? Oh, like, um, I don't know, stuff from, like, Caldwell Esselstyn and, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Dr. Joel something. I can't remember. Oh, my gosh. I'm terrible with that, too. Don't worry. I know. (laughs) I have, like, this list that I'm always, like, telling people and I can't remember any of them right now. But a lot of those books are recommended on my website and my resources page. Anyway, they're based on, like, actual, like, legit studies, not just, like, someone's idea of, like, what's philosophically, like, the kiwi has the most, like, energetic whatever. Like, you know, it's based on actual uh, facts that we have been able to study. Um, And, of course, all these books were, like, yo, (laughs) rice is good for you. Like, steamed vegetables are good. Um... I'm, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is right. And I was also growing up too. Like I was getting older. I mean, I'm 22 now. And like between 16 and 22 was like a very like formative or transformative like point of my life and probably a lot of people's lives. Definitely. Uh, you just, you know, yeah, kind of grow into adulthood in a sense. So um, I just started realizing like, okay, like all this stuff I thought about raw food, like, is it really true? It's not really based on anything. I did feel good when I was eating raw food, but I didn't ever really eat enough. And I was Mm -hmm. also under the impression that, like, cooked food is poison, which is just completely Mm -hmm. not true. So I started incorporating cooked foods in a way where I didn't feel guilty about eating them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just trying to be, like, really kind to myself and just, like, take it slow. And so, yeah, I mean, basically just over time I started – putting more of those foods back into my diet without feeling bad about it. And it was more about me emotionally becoming okay with it because I had never really stopped eating cooked foods. When I did, I would just feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of over time stopped feeling bad about it. And I also started feeling better and having more energy, which was very important. And it's the reason, you know, we should eat whatever foods we're going to eat anyway, if, you know, if they make us feel good. Um, yeah, what else is there to say about that? And so now I eat, um, I don't know, I guess kind of half and half. It, it depends. Lately I have um, been eating, well, a lot of smoothies during the day, and then I'll usually have, like, rice and vegetables for dinner. But I've also gotten a, loss, a lot less restrictive even with, like, the kind of cooked foods I eat. Because even when I started letting myself eat cooked foods again, I was like, oh, but you can't have, like, processed foods. Um, but over the past year, I've, like, gone on some trips, like, into the States and stuff, and um, with my partner, and we, like, had access to all of this, like, vegan junk food. And I actually, like, let myself eat it, and we found out that there's a place you can get uh, vegan donuts in Vancouver. Um, and I just sort of took down those final barriers that I had built for myself in my mind of like what I'm allowed to eat and what I'm not allowed to eat. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, screw it. Like I'm going to eat donuts. I'm going to eat pizza. It's fine. <laughs> it's my body and I can do what I want with it. Um, 
you know, and that's nice. Uh, to be honest, I don't feel really that amazing after I eat like a fried donut or like yeah. Reese's pizza, but like, it's just nice. It's like, I think I put a post on Instagram about it and I said, it's not necessarily like particularly healthy for my body, but it's good for my mind just because of my history with food. It's like very like psychologically healthy for me to allow myself to eat these more processed foods. Having said that, I don't really want to eat them all the time because I just kind of feel groggy after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't make me feel that good physically. So it's just nice for me to like let those foods into my diet, but still I'm just whole foods definitely make me feel the best. And I still really like raw food. Like it makes me feel energized and it's great for the day because it fills you up nutritionally, but doesn't make you feel like bogged down by like the density of it or anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what I is really interesting about your story too, and I can relate as well is that for when I, I probably got into raw food in my mid twenties. And for me at that point, I really didn't have a lot of experience cooking or with anything and I think one of the things that's really appealing about raw especially if either you're not experienced cooking or you are not experienced eating healthily is it's kind of like this little sand sandbox or like it's has clear lines which I know for me mm-hmm. it was really useful for a while and I was like okay these are the things that I can kind of play with these are my ingredients and then it kind of got to a point for me where I was like, okay, let me add some more. Like, I'm kind of bored with this. Let's add some additional ingredients in there or also to make it feel more healthfully balanced. But I think some Mm -hmm. people, when they're just starting out, it can be useful because it's, I know a lot of people get really overwhelmed when trying to think like, what should I eat? So I, I think a lot of people are always evolving with the way they eat and what they feel comfortable eating too. Yeah, so true. I mean, it is a lot of the time I like to eat raw just because it is so much simpler. Like you're not cooking the food, you're basically just like blending or throwing things together. Um, And it's like always delicious. And yeah, that probably is very appealing for a lot of people. Like it's, it's clear to see like, what you'll be working with, um, kind of what your guidelines are for yourself. Yeah. So I don't know if you have this in your life, sometimes maybe friends or family that sometimes might ask, maybe not for help, but or you kind of want to offer some advice. Let's say a lot of our, the listeners of this podcast might be people who want to make a positive change in their eating and whether it's going from like, you know, Uh, trying to eliminate meat from their diet or just trying to improve their diet somewhat what would be like a key tip or one thing to focus on um, that would be good advice that you would give to somebody who wants to clean up their diet um so I would say just don't necessarily take anything out right away but just start adding things in so um because I don't want anyone to feel like they need to restrict anything And I don't want people to, like, actually take away calories and then not replace them sufficiently or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is a problem. A lot of people – I had a friend who actually went vegan, like, years before I decided to, and it's kind of funny because at the time I'm like, oh, don't. You're going to be, like, low in iron (laughs) because we were, like, 14 or whatever. And she's like, I'm going vegan. I love animals. Um, But, yeah, she – I think, like, a lot of people, they didn't – replace like they took out a bunch of calories with as far as the meat and whatever they were eating Mm -hmm. and then didn't replace it with anything or only replaced it with like the same like weight in vegetables which is going to be like whatever 40 calories Mm -hmm. like it's not enough um and so you know that is going to make you feel like tired and not as energetic and you're probably gonna just not feel that good and so you'll be like oh no it's the vegan thing but it's like no you may just not have been eating enough or you may not have been watching out for like what uh your nutrition um anyways so Oh, sorry, you want to say something? No. Oh, I was just kind of going to jump in and say that I agree with you. And maybe I will jump in. This was something that I was thinking about when you were talking a little bit earlier about maybe if you were just eating a lot of fruit and not getting enough calories. And then, of course, you're going to, let's just say, binge because Mm -hmm. your body is trying to get some food and trying to keep itself alive and healthy so I think that's a common problem that people have they will try to maybe not eat enough it's you know whatever January 1st they're trying to 
mm-hmm. lose some weight and they're just sort of not eating enough and then feeling like failure when they have to eat something because they're starving and that's totally not the way to go about it because it is really important to get enough food and nutritionally balanced food in order to actually keep up your healthy eating so um I don't want anybody to beat themselves up for that but anyway the side tangent no totally and like I have just become such an advocate for like eating as much as you want and really eating like whatever you want because like I'm tired of like I don't know the the food policing and like the body policing that is an issue like in like pop culture but also within the vegan movement um Mm -hmm. you know it's like people are their own like they I mean they have their own bodies they should be able to have total control of what they're gonna do with their bodies and like if someone wants to eat like I mean, whatever, like, a pack of donuts? Like, eat a pack of donuts? Like, I don't know. Um, people should just be able to eat whatever they want and how much of how much of that they want. So, like, for me, when I first went vegan, I'm like, oh, like, this is healthy, but I can't eat too much rice or whatever because it has too many carbs. And then I'm just like, I'm going to eat as much rice as I want um, mm-hmm. until I feel satisfied. And it makes me feel better when I eat as much as my body's telling me to mm-hmm. because whatever, those are the... That's what my body's telling me to eat. And, um, yeah, I think that there's an issue with, like, the focus on weight in, like, our uh, society and culture because there's this, like, uh, assumption or, like, implication that, like, oh, if you're thin, you're healthy. And if you're not thin, you're unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And that really doesn't have – it's not true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. um, there's actually – I can't remember details about it, but there's this new, there's like this group of scientists or whatever. And they're, um, oh, I hate not having details for studies, but um, <laughs> basically like they have found that um, people who are like an, a normal weight, according to whatever that means in like the U S or so, I think there are like guidelines like BMI or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are like a normal weight uh, pe- versus people who are slightly overweight. Um, people who are slightly overweight actually live longer and have like uh, better protection against like chronic illness or something. I really don't want to misstate uh, the study, but it was like basically like people who are slightly overweight are actually perfectly healthy and sometimes do better than people who are like a normal weight or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, which was like, uh, yeah, that that sure like why not because I know a lot of people who are like very thin who just eat like instant noodles Mm -hmm. all day and don't really drink any water and don't exercise and I know a lot of people like myself included who like definitely have some like good fat reserves on the bod and like I am very I feel great all the time I exercise regularly eat tons of whole foods and you know um so it's like, I, I hope that we can all do away with this idea that, like, how your body looks, especially, like, the weight on your body determines your health because it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot tell a person's health by their body weight. Um, so I hope that we can all sort of, like, let that go and realize it's not about how you look. It's about how you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Anyway, that was kind of a tangent but yeah back to your like question like a while ago um as far as people like trying to get healthier incorporate more healthy foods Mm -hmm. just add them to whatever you're eating um if you're eating like i don't know what do people eat steak and potatoes i'm not sure uh for dinner (laughs) add like more potatoes or like add a delicious like wholesome salad with like lots of beans um and uh some almonds or like a delicious sauce or whatever um i Oh, no, go ahead. No, I just, I really love the tangent that you're going on in the sense of adding more healthy things Mm -hmm. rather than being concerned with removing the bad things, you know? I think adding more of the good stuff that you love to eat is definitely a wonderful piece of advice for anybody who wants to improve their health. Yeah, for sure, because then you don't feel like you're restricting, and it also isn't as scary or intimidating because it's not too much of a change. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody to totally erase their normal diet and then start eating, like, kale chips. I mean, Mm -hmm. that would be – I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. That just seems totally 
alien and um, limiting. And yeah, and you, of course, you'll miss the foods that you're eating just because like psychologically, like we have um, like emotional connections to the foods we eat regularly and the Definitely. foods we like. So just add in foods and make sure that they're good. Like, I don't know. Like raw carrots, like I definitely like to snack on raw carrots. They're delicious and sweet and juicy. But for someone who's used to more processed food or saltier food or a lot of like meat and dairy, that probably doesn't seem very appealing at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So just find foods that you think are delicious but that happen to be vegan and add those in. And like, you know, for breakfast, like add in like a fruit smoothie um, or some avocado toast or some oatmeal with like brown sugar and cinnamon um, or whatever. And just, you know, as the days go by, as the weeks go by and you keep incorporating more of these plant-based meals and healthier whole foods meals, like you'll probably want to keep eating more of them as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just go at a pace that's comfortable for you, but you'll probably find that over, uh, time, however long it takes, um, you'll be eating mainly these like vegan foods and Mm -hmm. plant-based foods. And you, the other foods that you were eating before may not taste as good anymore. They might taste too salty or you might not digest them as well. They might make you feel less energized than the vegan foods and um, stuff like that. Yeah. I love it. And I want to switch gears because I am looking at your beautiful book on my desk here, (laughs) the Ross and Vegan Cookbook. And I just want to talk photography a little bit because you're a superstar. (laughs) So, um, we talked about your food story. I would love, were you interested in photography before you got into food or tell me your photography story? Sure. So, um, I wasn't a photography. I've always been into like various forms of art, whether it be like writing or painting or drawing or photography so I really liked um abstract photography and like landscape photography um when I started my food blog I'm like ooh, okay I gotta get (laughs) this together because these photos are not looking good um if you go back to some of my earliest posts the photos are like so like I think I thought they were good at the time or I don't know maybe but um that's the now nature of like, any ooh. creative pursuit. I think that we're always like looking back at whatever the thing was <laughs> and being like, oh no. And then that's something I've actually come to expect is like when I look at something that I've done today that I think is amazing, I'm like, in five years, I'm going to look back at this and be like mortified. But that's how it is with something creative. So sorry, keep going. No, so, that's totally true. Um. Uh, yeah, so I just started, so I started my blog and, um, cause my parents were like trying the recipes I was making, like the raw food recipes and they're like, oh, this is so good. You like should put it on the internet. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I did eventually. And then, um, I'm just kind of, I don't really believe in like horoscopes or whatever, but like I am technically a Virgo and I am like really Virgo. Like I fit the definition. Okay. To remind me what Virgo is known for. Yeah. Known so for. just like, um, <laughs> like very controlling and like I have to have it my way I don't like work well like in groups because I need it to be done my way and I need it to be uh, as you know as good as it can be in my opinion like make it perfect in my own eyes mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure there's other aspects to it too but you know, just like I am very organized and clean and like these things are very important to me. Um, anyway, so when I started my blog, I was just like, okay, I need to make this better (laughs) because this looks really basic. Um, so I just started improving like my photography and my recipe development. Like my first, again, my first post, like the photos are not good. And, um, the recipes aren't even recipes. I'm just like, yo, I like threw this in here and then did this, but I don't give amounts or anything because that's never really the way I did recipes either. Like even when I was into baking and stuff, I never really measured things. I just kind of went with like my intuition or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then same with when I started doing like more raw food vegan recipes. So it wasn't um, obvious to me that I should like write down the amounts of things and stuff because that's not how I did things. But mm-hmm. I quickly learned like, hey, if I'm going to have like a recipe blog, I should probably actually <laughs> be giving recipes. Mm-hmm. So I started like sort of measuring things and like writing down what I was doing. And then I transferred that to my blog. And um, yeah, I would look at other food blogs 
and uh, just kind of take note of what they were doing with their food photography, and I tried to work on my own as well. So it was sort of a um, synthesis of, like, the photography that I liked online and then my own sort of preferences and, like, skill level at various times. And um, sort of, like, the situation, like, I had at home, like, I didn't... Like, I definitely had, like, certain limitations. The lighting in our kitchen isn't very good. And, like, frankly, like, I love our house, but it's not how I would have designed my house. Virgo, Virgo alert, Virgo alert. (laughs) I'm, like, quite the minimalist as well. So just, like, the colors and style of, like, our house are not my vibe. Um, So I've basically set up, I've over time created my own little space, um... And, like, as, like, our dishes and stuff just aren't really my taste. And I kind of realized this, like, when I started having to use these, uh, like, objects and spaces for my photography. I'm like, oh, I'm not actually, like, into this. This doesn't really suit me. This doesn't really speak to me. So I've just sort of um, developed my own, like, plate and cutlery collection and, like, Mm -hmm. made my tabletops and my own tables and, like, got some backdrop curtains. And, like, so I have this weird little area in (laughs) the rec room by this big window. And it's just, like, this this table with another tabletop on top, uh, depending on what I want to do for that day. Mm-hmm. And then like this like giant backdrop of curtains. And I had just have like piles of plates and forks around the kitchen. So I sort of developed my own little world for my food photography, which mm-hmm. hopefully will, uh, transition into like my whole like kitchen or my whole home when I eventually have my own place. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I, okay. Another tangent. I don't really even remember what your question was. <laughs> well, we were just, we were riffing on photography Right. Yeah. Um, so you're, did you say you're 22 mm-hmm. and you've had three cookbooks out and they're beautiful and doing really, really well. What do you see as like, I know you're in, are you, you're still in school? At, yeah, like, I took, yeah. I'm in my, like my fourth. Oh wait, is it my fifth year? Gosh, I don't know. I have been in <laughs> university for a long time. I went straight to university right after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of been uh, – it took a while for me to decide what I wanted to major in because, like, who knows what they want to major in mm-hmm. when they're a teenager. Um, and so it took a while. I think I'm going to major in history, I guess. But I also am interested in, like, a lot of different things. So I go off on, like – I'll be like, oh, gosh, that humanities course sounds so, so cool. Oh, no, I need to take that gender studies class. So it's taken me a while, <laughs> and I'm still in school right now. <laughs> It must be hard to be juggling school and your cookbook life and your, you know, the blog and everything. Is that a challenge? Um, I think I kind of take it. I don't want to say I take it for granted. I feel like there's a better way to put it. But it's like, (laughs) this is my life. And it's not, I mean, my blog has like gradually become what it is. I didn't set out when I started I didn't think oh this is going to be my job and I'm going to write cookbooks and like Mm -hmm. speaking presentations and like fly to Toronto to like do you know to like promote my cookbooks and like you know it's amazing and like I just sometimes I can't believe it but because it happened over time Mm -hmm. and during this sort of uh, transformative period of my life as well um, I think I don't really realize the situation a lot of the time. <laughs> um, and I also think I definitely experience like imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know if you've heard of that, but like, I learned what it was. Like, Tell this- me more because I feel like I would probably benefit okay. from listening to this. Yes. I feel like probably a lot of like, uh, public figures and like, um, successful bloggers like yourself, like, uh, yeah, it might be more common than we think. But so I learned about it this year and it's this thing where like, you don't think, for me anyway, like, um, I don't think that I deserve the success that I'm experiencing mm-hmm. or, like, it almost feels like someone else has done all my work and I'm just, like, taking the, um, like, I'm just saying, like, oh, I did it, but, like, it feels like someone else did it. And, like, I get emails, like, I'm sure you do, of people being like, oh, my gosh, like, I love what you do. Like, you inspire me to go vegan or you inspire me to do this. And, like, I'm so grateful for you. And it, I honestly feel like, there I'm like my own like I'm like someone's secretary and I'm like passing on the message and they don't actually mean I made them feel this way it's like somebody else you know um and I it would be interesting to to learn if it's um a gendered issue because honestly I feel like women by and large are like we we are 
uh, socialized to believe like we don't like deserve like as much as men and stuff like that. So I wonder if that would be something that we could look at um, like in studies, but that's another thing anyway. So a lot of the time I feel like um, I'm not even this person who's like writing my blog and like doing my books and Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like somebody else. And I'm just kind of like taking the credit or just like going along with it or like whatever. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you've heard of this, I don't know if you'd like it, but I'm reading this book right now called Big Magic, which mm-hmm. is about creativity, and it's really easy to read. It's by um, Elizabeth Gilbert, and she's a really successful like fiction author. Okay. Um, but anyway, she talks a lot about creativity and how people sometimes... Um, well, she talks about also the history of it in that people in the old days, like whatever, 2000 years ago, used to think that there were, um, what does she call them? Kind of like creative, like inspiration was like out there and it was like almost like a spirit, like a spirit and inspiration would kind of like come and visit you and you have like this little kind of like a fairy that like comes to you and is like giving you ideas basically. And, um, just how in the old days they used to call those geniuses so like you would have a genius kind of come and visit you and when you did something amazing and like say put together a beautiful cookbook it was like yeah you did it but it was like you really had to give credit to your like genius but then also when someone's like oh if if you get a bad review or something it's kind of like also helps to deflect like the criticism Mm, it's like but it's actually I mean, I'm not a particularly spiritual person, but there's a lot of stuff in that book, Big Magic. It's really easy to read um, that is helping me because I, I, I sometimes feel weird too, like about, I don't know. It's like, is this the real me? Because it's kind of like right. there's this persona that we put out, especially, totally. um, you know, as you know what I'm talking about. But it, it's, yeah. I think it's an interesting book. Um, if you want to pick that one up, it's it's a good read. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I actually, <laughs> magic is the theme. I have a podcast I'm going to listen to later about, um, like, the intersections of, like, magic and, like, feminism and, like, women through history. I'm so stoked for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, interesting. For me, I'm definitely the kind of person who, like, I feel like we should all give ourselves more credit. I feel like we're living in a society and culture where it's totally, um, not expected, but, like, totally fine and, like, good to compliment everyone else. Mm-hmm. And we aren't allowed to give ourselves credit or get our, or say, hey, I did well on this or, like, mm-hmm. hey, I deserve this success, which is silly and... Um, I think we all need to like give ourselves more credit and like be comfortable with being like, Hey, I'm amazing. I did this. Um, and like, I, you know, some days I'll be like, wow, I am so amazing. I've Mm -hmm. done all this at this young age. I'm like Mm -hmm. so proud of myself. I'm a unicorn. And then other (laughs) days I'll be like, I don't even know who I am. Like, did I even really do this? Um, you know, and also like going back to your question of like balancing school and my blog and books and stuff. Um, Again, like, it happened over time, Mm -hmm. uh, so I never really realized, like, it's not, it never happened overnight, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. when my publisher first emailed me and they're like, hey, would you want to make a book with us or for us? That was, like, a big moment, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, going to be my job. Like, I can do this as a profession. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, besides certain moments like that, it definitely was never an overnight thing, so I've just sort of become come to like accept it but I never really realized what was happening and so it's never seemed like a challenge because it's just been my sort of situation in life um and also I feel like you know that's like a reason like oh I can't accept like that like I really have done all this work because it never seemed that hard so Mm -hmm. like people don't really know like I'm not as amazing as I seem but like no like I (laughs) of course you are at all yeah so it's like I have done it all and like you know we all work hard and like are amazing people and we need to give give ourselves more credit you know and like let like self-love in and Mm -hmm. like high five ourselves and like pat each other on the back and like I really on days where I'm feeling like very confident and proud of myself um and I sort of like uh, 
project that or like express that I'm worried that the people I'm around will think that I'm just like egotistical or whatever and like I hate that because celebrating ourselves and the hard work we do and our success shouldn't like it shouldn't make me worried that I'm coming off a certain way like Mm -hmm. I wish just everybody could be like wow I am amazing and people need to know (laughs) like I I know it's I can relate to that too just that I find um I always kind of like be not so the right word I was gonna say belittle but like I don't want anyone to think like oh especially in my real life like people will be like oh what do you do and I'm like I don't know (laughs) I like I can't even I don't know it's just weird for me um but I I do think too that um I really think you should read that book I think you'll really like it big magic but I think the idea is like um one thing though I do have to really commend you for and I think something that um is useful I think in terms of food and in terms of creative pursuits like photography and blogging and stuff is like when you show up every day and you are making healthy food choices for breakfast lunch and dinner every day when you are blogging on your blog like consistently you know and things do add up like if you think about how many recipes you've created for three bulk books and your blog like that's a ton but I think what you're kind of saying is like well this is what I do this is part of my kind of day and my daily routine and that that's right. how things get done that's how like people eat healthy consistently and people create really great things is by like lots there's no like magic bullet it's like mm-hmm. little things every day that are repeated um yeah Yeah, that's so true. I think actually that was a really good way to put it because that's kind of a lot of the time why I feel it because people are always like when they hear about like what I do and what I've done, they're always so impressed and like the fact that I'm like relatively young or whatever. Um, And for me, like it doesn't it's like like on paper or like when like I explain what I've done. I understand, like, why it would sound so impressive, but to me, like you said, and it's probably the same for you, like, because you're so successful as well, it's, like, it's just kind of, like, how we live. (laughs) Um, It's, like, day-to-day little things. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, like, I'm going to create this thing overnight and then it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. It's, like, okay, I made a smoothie today and then I made, like, brownies and I photographed them and put them on my blog, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that just happens for like six years exactly exactly (laughs) so yeah and I think too just coming back to creativity I'm on this tangent in my personal life where I'm trying to think of myself and be more creative in all areas I really enjoy playing Mm -hmm. music so I'm trying to pursue that but it's that a lot of people too um, have an idea of what they want to pursue but they have a kind of a blockage and don't necessarily put themselves out there so I think um, just starting and going back to what we were saying too about how you know, when you look back on your old photography, there's always stuff that you can improve, but that's part of the fun. And I think it's, if you can approach things, again, coming back to this book, I think she says it's something like creativity is like super important and it's also not important at all. And to just like, <laughs> like at the same time, like it, you can take it really seriously, but you can also just have fun with it and play. And I think that your sense of play really comes through in everything that you do. And um, I think you're really special talent and I really admire your photography so I'm so glad you're putting yourself out there and I hope you continue on this track do you think you will like more books what is coming up for your future oh thank you um yeah what is coming up for my future I'm not I think I'm gonna take a break on the books for a little bit just because like my publisher um came to me when I was I think I was either 18 or 19 and then since then they they um what's the word consecutively I like what like one after the other offered me two more book deals after that one like basically back to back Mm -hmm. yeah so like um I basically just been writing books since I was a teenager and uh it's kind of I don't want to say it's been bad for my blog because it hasn't really but my readership has gone down a bit just because all that time that I would devote to making recipes and photographing recipes for my blog mm-hmm. uh, was put into books. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Um, it's great, really, because books are fun and they're just a new sort of channel for my creativity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to focus more on my blog and tr- trying to focus more just on my personal life and like 
uh, nurturing, like the relationships I have with people is really important for me and focusing on my mental health, um, which I'm realizing is very important. I've been neglecting that mm-hmm. for most of my life. Um, and then what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And then just trying to be like uh, less problematic in my life and my perspective on perspectives on things, because I'm just learning a lot about um, <laughs> justice issues, like human justice issues, animal justice issues, mm-hmm. and their connections with like how the world is actually run and how things like veganism are awesome, but they also require a certain level of privilege Mm-hmm. and um, the life I live and promote requires a certain level of privilege, and that's totally interconnected with all kinds of different um, things. And so I just want to keep learning about that and um, try to be more inclusive and more open-minded about everything and just more accepting of, like, everyone and, like, realizing we're all coming from different places. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just trying to, like, promote the idea that we should all basically just be doing what we want and trying to live the best lives we can while also being, like, um, uh, conscious of like changes we can make to make the world a better place for everyone. I love it. I, <laughs> I really think you're you're special in a good way. So are you. Thank you. Um, I do want to be mindful of your time and the day that you have. But um, so Emily, where can people check out your beautiful recipes? Get your books etc. Tell us where people can find you on the interweb. Sure. So I'm basically all over it. Um, my blog is like the homepage, essentially. It's like where I started and like where everything kind of goes. Um, that's this mm-hmm. And there's like all my recipes um, and just a lot of other information. And then I'm on like all social media. Instagram is a really good one because I'll put things on Instagram that I don't necessarily put on my blog Mm -hmm. and um, Facebook too, Twitter, everywhere. I'm just like Ross and Vegan or this Ross and Vegan life. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And my books um, are in most bookstores. I think the distribution in the States is better than Canada, but even in Canada, they're in like a lot of mainstream places. But you could always just go online on Amazon or wherever you buy books online and they should be there. And just if you Google my name, Emily Von Yu, or just like Ross and Vegan, they'll probably come up too. Because I think like most, the first one's called Ross and Vegan Baking. The second book was 100 Best Juices, Smoothies, and Healthy Snacks. And then the last, my most recent one is the Ross and Vegan Cookbook. I love it. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on the Raw Food Podcast and for doing everything that you do and for putting your beautiful light out into the world. Um, And I guess I should let you go. So thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. This has been lovely. have been listening to the raw food podcast with your host the raw tarian be sure to visit me at the where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple satisfying raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing while you're there be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you've signed up for that you'll automatically get a pdf copy of 11 of my most favorite most satisfying most delicious recipes including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.